Welcome, you're listening to All Things Naval Aviation with your host, Rear Admiral John Meyer, Commander, Naval Air Force Atlantic. Welcome to All Things Naval Aviation. This is Rear Admiral John Meyer, Commander, Naval Air Force Atlantic. And today I've got a little bit of a twist on the topics for what we've been talking about. I'm joined today by PS1 Cesar Ward, who's been working here at Airland for the last three years, and he's about ready to transfer on his way to HSM 48. Yes. And I welcome, first of all, PS1, welcome to our podcast, All Things Naval Aviation. Thank you, Sarah, for the opportunity to, to this podcast. Also, it's an honor for me. So... Uh, Pettis Award, this is his first podcast, so he's uh, brand new at this, but I had a conversation with him the other day, and I will tell you, uh, it, it gave me goosebumps after talking to him. Um, I'll let him tell the story in a moment, but I, I think his story is wholly appropriate to the culture of our Navy, to the culture of naval aviation, and... I'll let Petty Officer Ward tell some of this in his own own words, but uh, PS1, how long have you been in the Navy? 11 years. Sir. 11 years, okay. And the last three have been here. Yes, sir. Uh, and you're a personnel specialist, so you've been doing gains, transfers, pay work, all those critical things that diary people in and out, but, but very importantly, make sure that their pay is accurate. That is the most important, sir. Right. It certainly is important to me anytime I've done a PCS move and that sort of thing. And I will will tell you that our best uh, personnelmen uh, take that as though it's their own pay. I mean, you really take a pride and ownership in that, that that it's going to be error-free, it's going to be as timely as we can possibly do. And I wanted to to thank you for that. Uh, Well, that is very impressive. What's especially impressive talking to you is basically how you joined the Navy and how you came to be in the Navy. Can you uh, tell me where you're from? I'm from Peru, sir. Okay. Uh, Callao, Peru. Okay, where is that in Peru? There is, the, there is, the, um, there is a city next to the capital. It's the port, okay. the main port in Peru, Callao. Okay. And um, now you're a little bit older than most sailors too, aren't you? Exactly. I joined late okay. when I was 30. Right. So you were 30 years old when you joined the Navy. From 30 Peru. years and a month Okay. when I joined the Navy. So tell me about that process of uh, how a young man in Peru decides that he wants to join the United States Navy. Uh, it's more than that. Basically, uh, how you say, I, I immigrated to here to state in October 2006. Uh, I left behind all my life. <laughs> I'm a lawyer over there. So and that's that's impressive to me. So, not just a thirty-year-old coming to the U.S., but a thirty-year-old lawyer in Peru who decides that you want to come to the U.S. and join the Navy. I start from zero, basically, because uh, the law program is the law system is different mm-hmm. in 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 both countries. So basically, I know I knew that I supposed to start from zero. When I came here, I was twenty-seven years old. So a bunch of stuff happened in the beginning. Uh, was rough. Uh, the reason that I came here was personal yeah, reasons. You know, um, the person who I get married brought me here. But then she, when I came here, she she got pregnant for another guy. <laughs> but I took the decision to stay here because I know um, 
God put me here for some reason. And I, I say my, my, I always think in my mind, my dad, um, I come here, I met my current wife. By that time I was with two kids from my stepson and then Juliet born by that time. And I say, I need to do something different. Uh, I was working by that time in, um, in a credit union as a, as a cashier teller. And I got another job in advanced auto parts. No English. It was a Latino community credit union, so I was supposed to speak Spanish all the time. And I went to the recruiter office uh, for my, my friend because her, her husband joined the army like a year ago. And he said, let's go. Let, let, let's see what happened. So when I went to the recruiter office, uh, of course, everything in English, <laughs> I said, no, I don't, I don't think they can handle that. But I, let me try. And then when I was walking out, uh, the recruiter from Navy came here was a Puerto Rican person. So he probably noticed that I was speaking in Spanish. And he started to talk with me. And I just said, hey, hey well, you can, you can to looking for something. Speaking looking for to you in Spanish, right? Exactly. Um, no, I say, I'm looking for you. <laughs> I was looking for you. So he said, let's go to my office. And we start all over again, the process. And I say, you know, I'm Teddy. I got family. I don't come here to play. I want this one. It's what I want. Uh, of course, a lot of people say, no, you don't know English. You got um, uh, back surgery. So you don't able to do that. I say, no, no, this is my goal. But you were driven, and you, in this process, you taught yourself how to speak English as well. Exactly. How I talk to you, sir, uh, God, again, uh, in my, my RDC from Mexico. As soon as he, he looked at me the first day, you know, when you, the people, the RDC yelling to you, he noticed that I was in another planet. <laughs> he asked me, eh, where are you from? Oh, come he called me to the office. How old are you? I'm Teddy. Where are you from? Peru. So you speak Spanish? Yes. Uh, if you help me, I'm going to help you. I said, of course. So basically, he told me everything that we're supposed to do one day before in order to perform everything. So was so blessed. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. You know, that's great news to hear because I've got a son who's finishing up his time up in Great Lakes right now. And... Uh, my wife and I are very, very proud of uh, his desire to serve and his passion, uh, and it's great to hear this firsthand from you. Now, you have taken full advantage of what the Navy's had to offer as well, right? You've been going to college all, all along the way, so you came into the Navy a little bit older than some, but mature, driven, focused on what you wanted with a degree already, but that didn't stop you. And you've been going to college, right? Oh, that is the goal. When when I have a goal, uh, and also everything that happened with me before that, um, yes, that is was my 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 dream. Um, the first goal was be in the navy for four years, and take advantage, how you say, sir, uh, get my degree. So I, I did it. I did it in my in my first two years. I, I get another degree in criminology and homeland security. In um, and then I advance and advance. I enlist. So I start to think in the navy as a career. And now I'm about to finish my my master degree in human resources. There's one more course. One more course. Exactly for a master's, master's degree, degree, which is 
enormously impressive. And I take it that the Navy's paid for all of that. That's been 100% through tuition assistance. I don't pay nothing from my pocket. That's unbelievably incredible. And I certainly am am well aware of tuition assistance, but it sounds like you've been taking uh, every credit that you can or maximizing that out really uh, darn near since you got in the Navy. Exactly. So I took uh, advantage for uh, tuition assistance. Uh, when when I finished with my tuition assistant, uh, I applied for FAFSA, the government uh, help. So I my my goal was finished. I never stopped, and then now um, I'm using my uh, post nine eleven. Well, don't use tuitions. it all. Save no, some no, that. exactly. Make sure you save some for your kids. I make the calculation. Uh, right. Yeah, I I use just one portion, a little portion, to finish my master's degree because I was thinking of my kids. Right. That I will tell you firsthand that the post nine eleven GI Bill is worth a full college degree and then some. My eldest son went to Virginia Military Institute, and the GI Bill paid for the entire thing. And it actually we had enough to pay for a year and a half of our youngest son to go to Old Dominion University. Incredibly valuable uh, benefit that we get from our service. There's there's a good. Yeah, now, when we talked earlier, you had talked about the, the opportunity that the Navy presented, and it really struck a chord with me, and I'm wondering if you could relate that again. The opportunity the Navy gave the me? The opportunity the Navy or the, so, maybe even the opportunity in the United States. I'm still, it's for me, some people don't believe me, but uh, every day for me is something amazing every time that I look myself with this uniform. Because when I talk to my friends, I'm a hero, like a kind of hero for my friends in Peru because they, when they look at me with this uniform and they remember me in Peru, uh, being a lawyer or try to pursue some stuff, uh, professional, they look at me as a Navy now, you know, the, um, the U.S. Navy. It's, it's, it's complete uh, amazing. The Navy gave me everything. So I would say uh, I came here for personal reasons, um, I become a citizen in the Navy in January 2010. That gave me the opportunity to brought my parents to this country. That is, I say, complete my goal. So everything that I left in Peru, all the effort that I make, me uh, finish the school. My parents, my parents, both of them, they didn't finish the high school. Um, my parents was a truck driver, and my mom has a uh, housewife. So I. I still got a debt with them because I left everything. So I, I brought them in May 2011. So make them, uh, it's just look when they come here and look them, just go to Walmart and buy something by themselves. What's, what's my goal? Well, it's fantastic. When you talk about the opportunity of not just the United States, but the opportunity of the Navy, and the path that you've been on, uh, the path of leaving Peru, coming here, getting your citizenship, uh, one course away from a master's degree and bringing your parents here. I tell you, when I, we talked earlier, this, this really gave me goosebumps because it's in many ways, it's the American dream and it's the uh, really foundational to the United States about our culture, about how it's a land of opportunity and how you can come here and be judged on the content of your character and the quality of your work. Nothing else. Uh, And the fact that you're 
as successful as you have been in the Navy to date uh, speaks volumes to that. I always say, sir, that you can do whatever you want in this country. It's a, a son of a truck driver. Have a, let's see, it's not for the... Son of a truck driver in Peru. In Peru. Right. Half of that whatever car that he has, so a, a house. I say you can do whatever you want if you follow a good, the, the right path. It's what I talk to my, to my kids all the time. Um, sometimes they make me funny for my accent and everything, but I show, hey, look, daddy don't speak good English, but look, the great. So you have to, those are, they look at me and see, I want to do like you. And, and also I got the opportunity to talk to some junior sailors. They say, hey, look, if I can do it, you're born here. You don't, you don't know how blessed you are to born in this country. You, if you, I, I don't recommend you, if you got opportunity to go to vacation, don't go first to Caribbean or those places. Go to South America and, and look my, our reality and you're gonna see how, how blessed you are and also to wear this uniform. And take the opportunity, just study, study. Don't, don't sit down and be just eat one, eat two, eat three, chief study but this is the most important well that focus on your kids no doubt is going to pay huge dividends you certainly got the spark somewhere somewhere along your life to focus on positive activities and positive behaviors and education and it's very clear to see that you're not just going to stop as a ps1 i'm confident you're going to be a chief petty officer here and my first goals a very uh, short order I, I will tell you that the uh, the real issue that caught my attention when we talked and you the fact that you're so positive and upbeat about our nation was a, a great reminder to me and I would argue to all of us as we've come through a very difficult year uh, our nation has seen some of the unrest in our cities a very divisive political campaign and the impact that COVID has had on people's lives, on our economy, on the economy of the world. And it's good from time to time to talk to folks to kind of snap us into calibration and remind us that the United States continues to be the greatest nation in the world and the nation of opportunity that is ultimately colorblind and acknowledges people on their performance and the work that they do and their character and I think you embody all of that. Lastly, I would uh, like to say that for the audience that's listening to this, you know, our, our podcast is called All Things Naval Aviation. And what we're talking about today, aside from the fact that you work <laughs> at Airland and you're going to work at HSM 78? 48. 48 uh, next, uh, is not very aviation specific. Unless you realize that the most precious assets that we have in naval aviation are not the aircraft, and it's not the aircraft carriers, it's the people. It's the people like PS1 Ward. Uh, really proud to have served with you. I wish you and your family all the best as you transfer and head down to Jacksonville, I think, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, fantastic. Well, unfortunately, we only got you here for, I think, another a week or two exactly. uh, before you head south. But uh, again, thank you for your service. Thank you for your incredibly positive message. Uh, it's truly inspirational. Thank you for the opportunity, sir. It's an honor, it was an honor to talk with you. Um, if somebody can take this this one, this experience, um, it's a goal. So 
Just do it. You can do whatever you want. I love that. That's all for All Things Naval Aviation. Oscar out.